Chapter forty five of Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter forty five Noah Claypole is employed by Fagin on a secret mission. The old man was up betimes next morning and waited impatiently for the appearance of his new associate, who, after a delay that seemed interminable, at length presented himself and commenced a voracious assault on the breakfast bolter said fagin drawing up a chair and seating himself opposite maurice bolter well here i am returned noah what's the matter don't you ask me to do anything till i've done eating there's a great fault in this place you never get enough time over your meals you can talk as you eat can't you said fagin cursing his dear young friend's greediness from the very bottom of his heart oh yeah i can talk get on better when i talk said noah cutting a monstrous slice of bread where's charlotte out said fagin i sent her out this morning with the other young woman because i wanted us to be alone oh said noah i wish you'd ordered her to make some buttered toast first well talk away you won't interrupt me there seemed indeed no great fear of anything interrupting him as he had evidently sat down with the determination to do a great deal of business you did well yesterday my dear said fagin beautiful six shillings and ninepence halfpenny on the very first day the kinchin lay will be a fortune to you don't you forget to add the three pint pots and a milk can said mr bolter no no my dear the pint pots were great strokes of genius but the milk can was a perfect masterpiece pretty well i think for a beginner remarked mr bolter complacently the poster took off airy railings and the milk can was standing by itself outside a public house thought it might get rusty with the rain or catch cold you know <laughs> fagin affected to laugh very heartily and mr bolter having had his laugh out took a series of large bites which finished his first hunk of bread and butter and assisted himself to a second i want you bolter said fagin leaning over the table to do a piece of work for me my dear that needs a great care and caution i say rejoined bolter you don't go shoving me into danger or sending me to any more of your police officers that don't suit me it don't and so i tell you there's not the smallest danger in it not the very smallest said the jew it's only to dodge a woman an old woman demanded mr bolter a young one replied fagin i could do that pretty well i know said bolter i was a regular cunning sneak when i was at school what am i to dodge her for not to no not to do anything but to tell me where she goes who she sees and if possible what she says to remember the street if there is a street or the house if it is a house and to bring me back all the information you can what you give me asked noah setting down his cup and looking his employer eagerly in the face if you do it well a pound my dear one pound said fagin wishing to interest him in the scent as much as possible and that's what i never gave yet for any job of work where there wasn't valuable consideration to be gained who is she inquired noah one of us oh lor cried noah curling up his nose you're doubtful of her are you she has found out some new friends my dear and i must know who they are replied fagin i see said noah just to have the pleasure of knowing them they're respectable people eh <laughs> i'm your man i knew you would be cried fagin elated by the success of his proposal of course of course replied noah where is she where am i to wait for her where am i to go 
all that my dear you shall hear from me i'll point her out at the proper time said fagin you keep ready and leave the rest to me that night and the next and the next again the spy sat booted and equipped in his carter's dress ready to turn out at a word from fagin six nights passed six long weary nights and on each fagin came home with a disappointed face and briefly intimated that it was not yet time on the seventh he returned earlier and with an exultation he could not conceal it was sunday she goes abroad to-night said fagin and on the right errand i'm sure for she's been alone all day and the man she is afraid of will not be back much before daybreak come with me quick noah started up without saying a word for the jew was in a state of such intense excitement that it infected him they left the house stealthily and hurrying through the labyrinth of streets arrived at length before a public house which noah recognised as the same inn in which he had slept on the night of his arrival in london it was past eleven o'clock and the door was closed it opened softly on its hinges as fagin gave a low whistle they entered without noise and the door was closed behind them scarcely venturing to whisper but submitting a dumb show for words fagin and the young jew who admitted them pointed out the pane of glass to noah and signed to him to climb up and observe the person in the adjoining room is that a woman he asked scarcely above his breath fagin nodded yes can't see her face well whispered noah she's looking down and the candle is behind her stay there whispered fagin he signed to barney who withdrew in an instant the lad entered a room adjoining and under pretence of snuffing the candle moved it in the required position and speaking to the girl caused her to raise her face i'll see her now cried the spy plainly i should know her among a thousand he hastily descended as the room door opened and the girl came out fagin drew him behind a small partition which was curtained off and they held their breaths as she passed within a few feet of their place of concealment and emerged by the door at which they had entered hasten cried the lad who held the door doubt noah exchanged a look with fagin and darted out to the left whispered the lad take the left hand and keep up the other side he did so and by the light of the lamp saw the girl's retreating figure already some distance before him he advanced as near as he considered prudent and kept on the opposite side of the street the better to observe her motions she looked nervously round twice or thrice and once stopped to let two men who were following close behind her pass on she seemed to gather courage as she advanced and to walk with a steadier and firmer step the spy preserved the same relative distance between them and followed with his eye upon her. End of chapter 45